I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is like chemistry lab. I You're just, on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help Let what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. Stephen Fonte, Paulie Sebelia with you up until 2 o'clock. It's the eve of the start of the ACC tournament for the Orange. Alan Griffin set to join us here in a couple of minutes. Stan Cotton, the voice of the Wake Forest Demon Deacons at 12.30. Mike Waters coming up at 1 o'clock. Jason Abrams, senior PR manager at Amtrak, will tell you what that's all about. He's at 1.30, plus we'll mix in your phone calls in between at 315-437-7644. How is Greensboro, Paulie? It's a little more bumping today, Steve. There's other radio shows going on today. I'm not the only one here. I can, uh, I can hear. In, in I can, the there are many people talking right now in the background. But, yeah, I'm on Radio Row at the ACC tournament. Not quite the Super Bowl, but that's because I'm here. Uh, but it's uh, it's bumping. And uh, games are getting started today. And then uh, Syracuse obviously underway tomorrow in the 8-9 game against Wake Forest. Winner gets Miami, uh, the top-seeded Hurricanes, on Thursday at noon. So no show for us tomorrow. And if all goes well, uh, no show for us uh, on Thursday as well. That would be very well for us. Things are going very well. Yeah. Um, Syracuse would have won and we would not be doing a show. So that's good for the <laughs> listeners also. All right. Well, we are, uh, we're standing by here. We're going to be joined by Alan Griffin here momentarily. Do you have a gut feeling heading into this game, Polly? No, it went too well, right? It went too well on Saturday. Like, are you going to get 20 and 27 out of Jesse Edwards again? You're going to get the big score, double figures, you know, uh, I, I don't have a bad feeling about it. Like, can Syracuse beat Wake Forest again? Yes. It's just I don't think it's going to be quite the cakewalk they had the last time they met them. Yeah, should be a different game. Uh, and uh, with that in mind, uh, let's go to our guest line to bring on our first guest today. Uh, he's joining us from down in Greensboro as well. Uh, SU assistant coach Alan Griffin on with his Griff. Thanks so much for coming on. How are you today? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. So let, I guess let's start with uh, the weekend. And, uh, you know, we'll get into this matchup. We'll get into Wake Forest. We'll, we'll get into this ACC tournament. But first and foremost, what was that weekend like? Friday night and then uh, Saturday with all the pomp and circumstance, the jersey retirement, the 03 team being there, senior day, getting the win, uh, the way you guys played. Uh, it, it seemed like a great weekend for Orange basketball. Yeah, definitely was a great uh, weekend. It was great having those guys back, and hopefully, you know, our guys kind of was at the event on Friday night, and they drew some inspiration from that that team. Uh, and and they truly was a team, uh, and that's what you can tell by you know how they interacted with each other on stage. That uh, what they had was special, and and, uh, and they still have it, you know. And, and it, you know, Melo's played in so many games, so many crazy games in, in terms of being in the NBA and All Star games and the Olympics and all that. But you can you can totally tell when you, when he speak about that old three team, it's 
it holds a special place in his heart, just like you know all the rest of these guys. So uh, it was a, it was great to to be a part of that and, and witness that again. And um, but but you know as far as the uh, the retired jerseys, both guys deserve it. Uh, Keem's a class act. Obviously, Jerry's a class act, and and they, made, they you know they were great players, and and, and they deserved it. So it, it was great to see that. And then you know just getting to the win, it was. Um, it was a good win for us. Uh, it was a much needed win uh, because, you know, obviously going into the game, we're losing three straight. Uh, we needed to play well, and hopefully that builds some momentum for us down here in uh, Greensboro. Griff, I want to ask you something about that, that 2003 team and the current team. Did they take anything from the fact, like, there was a funny moment where during the championship game, Coach Beheim yelled at Mello, like, hey – pass the ball you know like he's like do, do they take anything like hey he he did that he does that to everybody you know I mean, even mellow was getting it yeah you know what um i, I hope so <laughs> to be honest because i think you know to the most part like uh, coach get a bad rap uh especially for you know sometimes his style but when you kind of go get through the, the yelling part you got to get to the message and, and all the message is always you know majority of the time, the right thing. You know, he's not going to just yell at you just to yell at you. You know, and and, and I think the, the greatest thing about a guy like Melo, he he was a, he he would laugh it off, but he would get the message. And and, and throughout that season, uh, he was such a great team player. So, um, you know, you can't be so sensitive, when, especially when you play for a guy like Coach Bayon because he's a very, you know, black and white guy. He, he doesn't – there's no gray area with him. He'll let you know where he stands. You know, Griff, along those lines, do you feel like the weekend kind of, you know, rubbed off on the current team? And by that, you know, you said the O three 3 team, everybody cared about each other and they played together and everybody had their each other's back. And did you feel like, you know, the current team played with a little more purpose on Saturday and, and uh, you know, maybe were they were playing for a greater cause knowing the O three 3 team was there and not wanting to let them down? And, and maybe they learned something Friday night from attending that thing? Yeah, I I would say, yeah, maybe, uh, but I, I think our guys was you know, eager to get back into the winning column. Um, and, and, and uh, you know, I, I thought defensively we did some really, really good things that we haven't done, you know, the last previous four games. Um, and then, you know, you had a great performance with Jesse did. And, uh, you know, and for us to win against a really good Wake Forest team, you know, with Joe not having the best game, you know, he had a decent game and Judah not, you know, shooting that hoppers in is like Judah normally would. Um, for us to win that game, it was it was good in that way. You mentioned uh, Jesse's performance. I got to ask you about that. Twenty-seven points, twenty rebounds, uh, and to do it on Senior Night. I mean, it's it's one of the all-time best Senior Day performances. I mean, you you, you know, your Senior Day certainly has to be on that list as well. Um, what got into Jesse on Saturday against Wake? I, I, I really don't know, but. I hope he brings it uh, tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. You know, um, but yeah, he was he was a monster on the boards. He, he, he was he was active. You know, he was able to get some steals. You know, five steals was great. Um, he just was just very active on both ends of the court. Which you know, when he's playing that way, it's, it's hard. We're hard out. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and especially the rebounding. I mean, you mentioned that, and you know, we talk about how the defense was improved. That that's a big part of defense, right? Is finishing the possession with a rebound, and it, it's been an issue at times for your team this season. Not on Saturday, but you guys had twenty-seven defensive rebounds, just nine offensive rebounds for Wake Forest, and and, and Jesse was, you know, the main reason why he was dominant on the glass. But it, it seemed like as a whole, your team did a much better job uh, rebounding against the Demon Deacons. Yeah, Malik came in and did some great things. Um, uh, you know, Chris even got in there and got some rebounds. Uh, it, it just was a point of emphasis leading into the game that, you know, we can play the best defense that we can. If we don't finish with finish it with a rebound, it, it, just does, it doesn't mean anything. And um, uh, I, I thought Saturday we did a great job of closing out possessions with, you know, with, with, with really good rebounding. You know, I, I think we would all expect that some adjustments will be made from Saturday to to Wednesday. I'm sure you guys are making some tweaks, and and Wake Forest is making some tweaks. Uh, are you guys expecting them to, uh, I guess, handle Jesse a little bit differently? Do you think they'll try to send a double team, which we we really didn't see on Saturday? Yeah, I think they, I think they'll get a little bit more physical with them, uh, but also to. Uh, uh, you know, we did a really good job on Appleby, uh, especially in the first half. And he, and he you know, and he had seven turnovers in the first half, and we don't expect him to do that two times in a row. So we got to be able to adjust to, you know, what he's going to do to attack our defense. Uh, and, and, and we'll see how they play just. You know, if they double team them, then that's going to leave one of our, you know, shooters open. So we, we just got to see what they do and, and, and adjust to that. The uh, the all ACC uh, accolades handed down yesterday. Jesse made third team, uh, all defensive team as well. Finished second in the voting in terms of defensive player of the year. Uh, from from where he started, Griff to to where he is now, and and you've had a chance to work with him every day. I mean, can you kind of speak to his growth and um, his progress? That, you know that he's made over the course of the last four years. Yeah, it's been great, you know, and I and I'm not, you know, he he gets a lot of the credit because obviously he got to do it, and he got to go to the court and, and, and put forth the effort. So, and kudos to Jess, but um, it, it's night and day, and I think from where he started from to where we always knew he had talent, um, but now it's starting to come out, and uh, and, and I said it before, you know, Ryan Cabillas, who's our strength and conditioning coach, he deserves a lot of the credit because he's he's gotten over the last. Two years has gotten Jesse to a point where he can play for. I would have never thought Jesse could play forty minutes in the game, uh, and, and he's been playing forty minutes. You know, if, if he can without foul trouble, he's playing forty minutes. And um, Ryan gets a lot of credit for that. And, and him and Jesse got a special relationship. That was the one thing that I did tell Jesse coming in. I said, "Listen, you see that guy right there? That guy got to be your best friend. If you want to achieve great things on the basketball court here at Syracuse, that guy got to be your best friend." And um, he took. He took that to heart, and him and Ryan got a special relationship, and, and they've done great things together. You know, Griff, recruiting is a huge part of uh, being an assistant coach at a basketball team. Is, is it kind of weird this year? Is there a, a point where you may be recruiting a kid that's been in the program for four years, and, and how important of a recruit would it be to try and get him back? Yeah, you, I mean that's that's the name of the game now. Um, just with the transfer portal and the way college basketball is right now, you, you got to make sure you know you got to re-recruit your guys every year, which is sad. But again, that's just the nature of it. And 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 yeah, I, I think all of our guys love playing and love going to school at Syracuse University. Um, I think a lot of the guys that we do recruit, uh, they love Syracuse. You know, they they when they come visit. They, they see us, our staff. They love our staff. They love 
you know, the way our players are treated. They've obviously, you know, the venue that we play in, um, it, it's just it's second to none. And, um, and, and, and that's why it, it, it's a little bit easier for us because guys don't want to leave us. You know, Griff, we, we all know the situation this week, right? It's, uh, you know, you, you got to win the four four games in four days if you want to go to the NCAA tournament. Um, and I, I feel like I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What, what is the mindset? What is the approach, uh, you know, on the eve of you guys hitting the court tomorrow against Wake Forest as, as you, you know, you, you look ahead to this ACC tournament? You always try to stumble me, Steve, but you, you, know, you know the answer. I do know the it's, answer. It's one, it's one game at a time, you yeah. know, and – and again, it's you know it's very cliche to say, and I always say it, is that that's been our mindset all year, and um, we're just going to continue doing that, and hopefully, um, if, if God willing, we can win four games in four days. That's but our mindset is just you know winning one, one game at a time. And I guess you know just one one thought on the whole bracket. I guess as a whole, uh, Griff, it, it does seem like you know most years there's a, a dominant team or two, or there's a you know a, a favorite, like a you know an overwhelming favorite. It really doesn't seem like it this year. Does, do you get the sense that you know it's it, listen? There are a lot of good teams in the conference, but do you get the sense that the ACC tournament is wide open to some degree? Yeah, definitely. I think anybody can beat anybody in, in the ACC uh, this year. There's nobody that can't be beaten. Um, so uh, it's going to be a fun tournament, and I'm just looking forward to hopefully be staying down in Greensboro as long as possible. Yeah, and, and it, as evidence of that, uh, the the odds-on favorite anyway uh, in Vegas is uh, is the four seed. Duke is considered the odds-on favorite right now. Uh, Griff, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, best of luck. Go get them tomorrow, and uh, hopefully you can, uh, as you said, extend that stay down in Greensboro for as long as possible. All right, thanks, fellas. All right, uh, Alan Griffin joining us here on the show. And we will uh, we'll take our first time out. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to check in. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Paulie and Steve, I'm in Greensboro. Steve's in the QS Artist of the Day. The Beastie Boys, licensed to ill one, number one today. Great album. Steve, did you own Licensed to Ill? I did not own the album, but I, uh, you Get know. Well, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Back then, what? as you know, there were a lot of these mixtapes that were out. So I had, you know, several of the, like, multiple artists. Beastie Boys were on everything. They were on everything. I, I, I consumed plenty of Beastie Boys, but no, I did not have the, the full album. Of these mixtapes that were out. you made bootleg Beastie Boys tapes. You're a criminal. I'm not a criminal. You're, yes, you are. The Beastie Boys are out here trying to make an honest living, and you're stealing their music. You were Napster before Napster. No, no. I'm talking about you could buy the the various artists. You know, so you were broke tape? and you were buying like KTEL yeah. albums. You know what I'm talking about. They you would... were buying trash, trash. Yes, That's apparently a good yes, apparently. That is embarrassing. Next, all right, let's play a game here, Steve. Next time anybody ever asks you if you own the license yes. deal, just lie. Yeah, okay. yeah, I hate. No, I don't yeah, like the I'm lie to the people. Though. Human. I don't like the lie to the people. I did not own it. <laughs> In this case, I'm working up for your best interest. <laughs> just lie to them. All right. You ready to play the match game? Yeah, let's do it. Jordan has the 10 minute remix of the match game theme song. 
Oh, listen to that. Listen to that. Extended cut. All right, you ready? You know what the first question is? Blank will lead the Cuse in scoring against Wake Forest tomorrow. All right, I'm going to say that it, it's not going to be Jesse. I feel pretty confident in saying that. I think that I, I think it's going to be completely different tomorrow. Um, I'm going to go with Judah. I, everybody's worried that they're going to body them. I don't think they're capable of it. I'm going Jesse Edwards. Okay. Jesse Edwards will follow up his 20 rebound game with blank rebounds. Uh, I will say 14. I was going 12. Okay. Judah Mintz will score blank amount of points, Steve. I will say he drops 20. Whoa. That's a good one. I was going to go 14. Well, I've got him leading the way, so he's got to. Let's hope he has more than 14 if that's the case. Let me ask you this Is, is two three pointers a winning proposition for Syracuse again? Can they beat Wake Forest again hitting only two three pointers? Um. That, that's a good question. I would say that it's not essential for them to hit three-pointers, um, but I do think Wake is going to shoot the ball better from three-point range. In, so, in 2023, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would say two, two made three-pointers is, is not a recipe for success. All right. Joe Girard will score blank points. I'll say 16. I'm going 20, even though I don't have him as a high score. So you've got, you've got Jesse scoring more than that? Jesse's yeah. going over 20. All right. Yeah. I think that, I think that they're gonna, the seniors are going to show out for him. I think it's going to be a healthy dose of the big three. I'm with you. I think Joe, Judah, Jesse, they're, they're going to go as far as those guys will take them. We're gonna we're gonna double up on the same positions here. Syracuse will get blank points from the forward position. Oh man, uh, I got to do math for this question. I'll say uh, I'll say <laughs> I'll say Bell and Benny combine for, and we're throwing Malik in there too, right? So yeah, three and three is six, Steve. It's not hard math. I'll say I'll say fifteen between the three of those guys. Whoa. Uh, if they're gonna win this game, they're gonna need something, right? I mean, they got eleven go between 10. those three the other day. So, ten. How's that? All right, I'll buy it. Well, the chat's uh, guessing high numbers: sixteen, fourteen, nineteen. Look at that. Syracuse will get blank rebounds from the forward position. From the forward position. So again, Bell, Benny, Chris Bell came and out like Brown. Gangbusters last game. Steve. Let's see. He, they he combined three rebounds in yeah. five minutes. They had uh, they combined for thirteen on Saturday. I will. I'm going to bump that up to fifteen. Benny's going to do a little. Benny only had one. I'm going to match you with it. All right. You like that? All Chris right. Bell had three rebounds in like five minutes, and then he didn't have another one the rest of the game. This will be okay. Taking we're taking John Bolajak out of the uh, the equation here. All right. Okay. This will be Blank's last game if Cuse loses. Take uh, Samir out of that. Out of the starters. 
You're out of the starters. Uh, can I have multiple answers? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Feel free. You're frisky. Uh, this will be Jesse's last game and the two forwards. I think Benny's coming back. Do you? Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, uh, Chris Bell. Yeah, I think that I think I, that's, think, I think that's a safe answer. Yeah, if we're if we're going in terms of my confidence level, he would be the one that I would say first. All right, Steve. Jim Beheim will coach another game if Cuse loses. This is a yes or no. Blankety blank, yes or blankety blank, no. Man, I honestly don't know. Yes, he will. Next year's going to be his last year. I've been saying it since. The start of the season. I honestly don't know. I'm like 50-50 right now. You honestly think he's just going to pack up right after this game? If they lose this game, he's just going to say that's it? Uh, no. I, I mean, I don't I, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I honestly don't know. I don't, I don't think he wants that to be his last game, but I, no, I don't know. I think know. they're going to do... I think they're going to do a Coach K. I really do. I don't think he wants a, a grand tour, but I think they're going to say he's leaving. This is the head coach. And this I, is the plan. After he leaves. The plan will yeah. be made public. Yes, and yeah. it will be ironclad, my friend. I, I guess yeah, I said fifty-fifty. I think I'm like leaning like sixty-forty that that's the way it goes down. But I, 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 I neither neither way would surprise me. What would be the most surprising player to leave this team? How's that? Is that a good blank question? Malik Brown. Really? Okay. I would say Joe Girard. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, though, because I don't know, he may just want to move on. I think everything's lined up for him to come yeah, back. Yeah, he may just want to move on. In terms of the starters, I would, I would agree with you. I mean, because Malik technically isn't in the starting lineup right now. Um... I, I think Malik is. Uh, I think he's got a bright future here, and I think he sees that. All right, Steve, this is a fun one for you. Cuse will need to blank the off season if they don't win the ACC tournament. Win the off season? <laughs> yes. Get started. Right, get started right away on the off season. I don't believe what I just saw. Uh, no, but like, do you think they're like? I asked. I know Griff couldn't say it, but like, he's got to re-recruit Jesse Edwards, right? He's that's got to be. Yeah, I mean, I they, they would love him to stay. I, I mean, if you could get Jesse and Judah back, I think that would be winning the off season. Um, I think he would feel great about both of those. I, I just, I don't know. I think there's a better chance Judah's back than Jesse. I think with Jesse, wow. it's complicated with the whole, you know, work visa. And I think he's, I think he's ready to like, go make some money. I, you know, go play work visa thing. If, if yeah. Syracuse after this game doesn't just walk up to him and say, here's your work visa. We did the paperwork for <laughs> you. <laughs> you know, come on. Don't let that kid leave. Get him, you know. 
I mean, it would be nice. I think everybody would everybody love to have him back. Donate to that kid. Yeah, everybody would <laughs> love to have him back. It's such a weird thing to say. Right. <laughs> hey, go donate your money to him so he stays. Who's more important? All right, who's more, Hang on. Who's more important? His return or Judah's return? It's Judah, Judah. right? It's got to be Judah. Yeah. You can get a you can get a decent center out of the portal. I'm guessing. I would but say Jesse's better going, than decent. I mean, Jesse's. You know, Jesse was. No, I'm, I didn't. No, I know. I'm saying you can get a decent. You don't need a great center in today's basketball if you got right. shooters. But yeah. I'm with you. The, the answer is Judah to that question. Jesse would be great okay. though, man. If you could get if they if if they both came back, I think you'd feel really really good about the off season. If they all three came back, woo! Yeah. That's an off season of winning. Yeah. All right, ready to get to our next guest? Yeah, uh, we'll hit a timeout here. Stan Cotton, voice of the Diva Deacons, joins us next on ESPN Radio. your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Paulie and Steve with you. Taco Tuesday in Greensboro. Steve, they got all that tacos on the media spread. See people walking around. Sounds like you're eating great down there. Fried chicken and uh, beef and broccoli, tacos. Might want to exercise yeah. a little bit while you're down there too. <laughs> I am. I'm using. I'm exercising my right to eat fat people food. Okay. All right. What are we doing to this segment? Are we picking more games. Is this what we're doing? I think uh, we are picking who's going to win the tournament, ACC tournament. So, don't just say a team and then be done. Let's let's talk. Let's talk it through. So we're doing this as a, as a group. We're going to brainstorm the tournament together. Okay, we could do that, or we could do it one by one, but sure. All right. No, no, I, that's how I'm trying to figure out what we're doing. Well, we all going to just, is Jordan going to read the names of the games and we're going to pick them? Yeah, read the names of the teams. We should know the names of the teams. Well, no. Never mind. Go ahead, Jordan. Do whatever you want. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Where is where is said bracket though? There there it is. There it is. Look at it. There we go. There we go. I we we've got brackets here. I know you don't have a bracket there, Polly. Um top half of the bracket I think is tougher. You've got Miami, Duke and Pittsburgh all in the top half of the bracket. Uh, as Mike said yesterday, we had him on the the TV version of Orange Nation and you know, I I asked him for a prediction and and he said he really likes Pitt. Um and he likes Duke. And and that I mean that four five game has the potential. Assuming Pittsburgh makes it, to, I mean that has the potential to be uh, the game of the day uh, tomorrow. If like or, if you're gonna uh, run into uh, Thursday, Miami, rather. if you're gonna run into Miami, Pitt, or Duke, I don't want to run into Duke. Yeah, well, Syracuse right? might run into two of them, right? I mean, if if, yeah, well, if they're gonna keep advancing, they they're gonna play Miami and then either Duke or Pittsburgh. You just gotta outscore Miami. They don't play defense, right? Pitt. Pitt is like I feel like they're smoke and mirrors. Like what what is going on there? You know, I I would not want to face Duke out of those three. Uh, I'm with you. I um I wouldn't really want to face any of them, but I, I I think Duke's winning the tournament. And I know you know you're gonna joke with me about that, but I I I think Duke is um 
the fact that they are healthy now, they are playing good basketball. You know, you look at they've won. What have they won? Six in a row now? I'm just saying that off the top of my head as I call up their schedule here. And I think their last – was their last loss the loss to Virginia, which really wasn't a loss? Am I right in saying yeah. that? Well, uh, there's another key. Like, how do you pick against Virginia? One, like, two, their three, four, five, six. Yeah, so they, Duke's won six in a row, and their last loss was that, that game at Virginia that was a, a bogus call at the end of, of regulation. You know, they, they'd be on a seven-game winning streak right now. Um, so, yeah, I think Duke at the moment is uh, is the team that I would look at to – you know, they're they're my favorite at the moment to win the tournament. But yeah, I mean the the bottom half of the bracket. And that's why I said the the upper half of the bracket is is more difficult. The bottom half of the bracket, I think it sets up nicely for Virginia. I do. Um, you know, Virginia gets the winner of Carolina and then either BC and Louisville. Um, so let's let's assume form holds. You know, Virginia's better than Carolina. I think we've seen that this year. And then you know the three seed down there is Clemson. I'm not sure how good Clemson is, as as we've discussed for the last several weeks. Um, you don't want Carolina, though, right? I don't know. I mean, we you know you hear all the stuff that's going on inside the the walls of that locker room. Um, I don't know. I mean, are, are they talented enough to go on a run? Of course they are, and we saw them go on a run and play their best basketball at exactly the same you know the same time last year. But I, I would trust you know Tony Bennett and and Virginia. And again, that Virginia team's got a bunch of veterans too. I, I would trust Virginia in that spot. I think Virginia's coming out of the bottom. I think Duke's coming out of the top. But if you you know you could interchange Duke with either Pittsburgh or Miami, and I wouldn't be surprised. But I, I think I, I feel pretty confident Virginia's coming out of the bottom. All right. Um, I, I kind of feel Duke's going to win this thing too. Yeah, uh, that's kind of where I stand. Duke and uh, Duke Virginia in the finals. That's what I've got. I would have Duke Virginia in the chalk, finals, and Duke, Duke up, wins. It. Well, that's it's not chalk. I mean, that's that's four against two. It's not, you know we. It, yes, well, it's. I the mean, two I, best teams in the league. Steve. I, I understand it's Duke, but yeah. The yeah, Clemson. Notice none of us mentioned Clemson. <laughs> I they. I just don't think they're very good. Like I, I you know, I I know that they they finished with the three seed, but I I just don't think they're very. I mean, there's a reason that uh, you know their their NCAA tournament resume is has been called into question. Their you know their resume is not great. They won they won a lot of games, but uh, they uh, they've got some issues. I think with their is with there, their resume. Is there a team playing today you could see making it to Thursday? Uh I would I would lean toward probably Virginia Tech given I mean they won this thing last year given the way they could shoot it and they've been ravaged by injuries throughout the year um I think if they got hot you know could they beat NC State yeah I think they could they, I think they could beat Notre Dame and NC State to get to Thursday um the other team I think second in line on that list would be Boston College you know they they just played hard the whole year Okay, for uh, for the financial purposes, who's our uh, little guy? Who's our little guy? Like Jordan, who do you got winning this thing? Oh man, I have no reads. I it's it's such a such a crapshoot. If you had to give me like a random team, 
that I think could just magically make a run or that I think there's good value on. I might think about Pittsburgh. I know they've kind of fallen off a little bit, but it's a veteran team. It's a bunch of guys who uh, they know what it's like playing late in the season. You're getting greater than plus 1,000 odds on Pitt. Um, I don't hate that as a value play. Take on the winner of Florida State, Georgia Tech. The thing is they'd have to beat Duke. You don't want to have to beat Duke, but maybe you sneak up on them early in the tournament. Um, that's my value play, but I agree with you guys. I think it's going to get pretty chalky. I don't think Clemson has much of a chance without Alex Hemingway. His injury throughout the season kind of has really hindered them. You know, you bring up Pittsburgh, and I, I'm with you. I, I like Pitt. I would also argue that they have the potentially the toughest road Absolutely. to the championship right? yeah. or to winning it all because you, you could set up a case where they've got to play Duke, Miami, and Virginia in order to, to win the whole thing. Yeah, uh, I don't love Pitt, but you're getting like I'm seeing anywhere from plus 1,400 to right. plus 1,100. But I think that's part of it, though. So. They, they would potentially have to win three really, really tough games in a row. Yeah, if you're thinking Pitt, a little advice – you might want to just follow the money line. So you might want to, if you do think they're going to win the tournament, you take them for their first game. Then you take them to beat Duke. And then you take them to beat Miami. You know, you go individually yeah. um, instead Good of advice. taking that risk. Spoken like a, a true professional. Uh, yeah. A true degenerate. <laughs> yeah, my, my last two weekends I haven't looked like one. Let's let's get back on track, boys. It's good advice. It's good <laughs> advice, though. All right, uh, we're going to hit a timeout here, Paulie. Uh, when we return... We are going to be joined by Jason Abrams, senior PR manager at Amtrak, to tell us about some deals uh, that Amtrak has uh, working with the ACC tournament and the upcoming NCAA tournament. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.